Welcome to the Scientific Method. We are Pacific Northwest University of Health Sciences foray into the world of intellectually entertaining dialogue. From healthcare to pop culture, controversial conversations to advancements in scientific technology and more, we provide expert insight on science and society. We are an exercise in overcoming the noise and discovering the truth. Welcome to the Scientific Method. I'm your host, Paul Bobluski, the Marketing Coordinator here at PNWU. On today's episode, Dr. Isaacs and I discuss gender inequalities in sports. Dr. Isaacs provided years of experience-based information, explaining how gender-based discussions often lead to claims of misogyny and detailing the injustices of Mother Nature on physiology and athletics. By providing background and statistics to support his statements, Dr. Isaacs provided an expert voice on a national conversation that had quickly morphed into shouting and name-calling. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Brandon Isaacs. So in a recent interview with NPR, uh, Tennis Hall of Famer John McEnroe, who's inarguably one of the greatest tennis players ever, but also one of the most outspoken and opinionated athletes in history, said that if female tennis player Serena Williams was to enter the men's circuit, she would be ranked somewhere around 700th in the world. So for those of you not involved with sports or interested, Serena Williams is a superstar tennis player and by almost all accounts, the greatest female tennis player ever. So a lot of people took sort of, uh, were offended by McEnroe's comment that she would only be 700 amongst men, which is where the controversy is stirred here. Um, McEnroe said himself that she's an incredible tennis player and said that she is the greatest female tennis player of all time and said that she's one of the greatest athletes of all time in the past. But with this interview, he's sort of not necessarily retracted those statements, but a lot of people are seeing it as uh, degrading her talents. So we have the clip here um, because so many people are putting up this quote and they're only putting it in the context that they're coming from, which again is what causes arguments often. So we're going to play the full clip and you can hear exactly what McEnroe said and exactly where he was coming from. We're talking about male players, but there is, of course, uh, wonderful female players. Let's talk about Serena Williams. You say she is the best female player in the world, in the book. Best female player ever, no question. Uh, some wouldn't qualify it. Uh, some would say she's the best player in the world. Why qualify it? Oh, uh, she's not, you mean the best player in the world, period? Yeah, best tennis player in the world. You know, why, why say female player? Well, because if she was a, if she played the men's circuit, she'd be like 700 in the world. You think so? Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't think Serena is like an incredible player. I do. But there's, you know, the reality of uh, what, what would happen on a given day, uh, Serena could beat some some players I believe because she's so incredibly strong mentally but if she had to just just play the circuit the men's circuit that would be an entirely different story um, so maybe at some point the, a women's tennis player uh, you know w can be better than a anybody I mean I just I haven't seen it in any other sport and I haven't seen it in tennis and I, I suppose anything's possible at some stage so we're going to discuss today whether his comments are as people are calling them, sexist and misogynistic, or if they are as controversial as they seem. A lot of people seem to be approaching it from sort of a, 
um, almost a moral high ground place where they're taking a feministic approach, which is a fine stance to have, but they're approaching these comments as anti-feminist, and I don't know if that's what they are. So to discuss this, we have Pacific Northwest University of Health Sciences Associate Dean of Postdoctoral Education, Dr. Brandon Isaacs. So Dr. Isaacs, a little background on him, has served on active duty with the United States Air Force. He served overseas during active duty, has served on four humanitarian missions around the world, and continues his military service with the Idaho Air National Guard as the 124th Medical Group Commander with the rank of Colonel. And possibly most notably here, he also served as the team physician for the United States Air Force Freestyle Greco-Roman Wrestling Team, and has extensive knowledge of human physiology and how it plays a role in athletics. Dr. Isaacs, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. So, with so many hot-button topics like this one, and especially this one, it appears that people are sort of pursuing their own agendas and losing the facts. So, in your opinion, and based on your knowledge, are his comments as outrageous and misogynistic as people are painting them to be, or is there fact behind what he's saying? Well, personally, I don't think he has a misogynistic attitude in his comments. However, he did fail to clarify the comments appropriately to discuss the true differences in what we observe in what we do in sports medicine and the physiology of men versus women. Does that mean men are better than women or women are better than men in any way, shape, or form? No. It has to do with, because we can't judge talent based on sex mm -hmm. or skill set based on sex. It's a physiologic limitation that occurs as we see just as speed of service in tennis, there's a 30 mile an hour difference in mm -hmm. men's versus women's. Will that change over time? Maybe, as our species can, continues to evolve. So does that make them better? No. Does that make them able to compete at that level? Maybe not, just because of that. The strength differences that you have based on exposure to estrogen versus testosterone. Mm -hmm. So is it misogynistic in saying that? No, but we have to understand that Mother Nature is somewhat prejudiced. It, humans should not be. And so I, I try to bring my experience in working with uh, the wrestling team because during my tenure as the team physician, we had to deal with this on a routine basis. And we would see, and we're seeing more and more, where women have participated in folk style wrestling at the high school level and are competing every bit as well as the men and actually winning state championships and mm -hmm. moving on to collegiate careers and then eventually entering the Olympic arena and participating at an extremely high level. That is in freestyle and or folk style wrestling. When it comes to Greco-Roman wrestling, which is all upper body, where legs are not being used, they haven't been able to compete near as well, and it's all a matter of physiology. It has mm -hmm. nothing to do with talent and or skill set. It's mm -hmm. just that women have less upper body strength because of estrogen. Could you talk a bit about those physiological differences? So the differences between men and women just physically and inarguable differences that people seem to be overlooking here. So what are some of the things that men have, especially tennis players, that would create uh, sort of an uneven playing ground between men and women? Well, the, the biggest issue, and I hate to throw this out there because I don't want this ever to get into a position like we had with Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King. Mm -hmm. That just was a travesty. It mm -hmm. was ridiculously misogynistic and 
comparing skill sets, skill set, Serena may have the best skill set of anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the physiology and the muscle strength necessarily to be able to compete. Does that mean she's going to be 700? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But is she going to compete with a Roger Federer? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is she going to be able to serve as fast as Pete Sampras? Mm-hmm. Who's to say? The differences that you have, obviously, are simple. Once you reach puberty, then the testosterone starts to be produced at an extremely high rate in men, and that changes the physiology and the physical presentation of the man. If a woman, on the other hand, in the presence of estrogen, that changes the body style, the pelvis changes its shape, it changes the upper body muscle content, and it's less for different reasons. You have a little bit higher fat content um, because that helps maintain estrogen Mm -hmm. to help normal female physiology in making babies. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a physiology difference that we just can't avoid. It's just Mother Nature's choice. That's the way it works. To sort of comment on those too and to remove ourselves from it and to provide a voice that is almost inarguable, especially in an argument like this, we have a clip from Serena Williams. I believe this is from 2014. It's funny because Andy Murray, he oh, he was been joking about um, myself and him playing a match. And I'm like, Andy, seriously, like, are you kidding me? Because for me, tennis and men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. So I'm like, if I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, 6-0 and five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Because it's, no, no, it's it, true. It's honestly, true. It's a completely... Really. It's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster, and me and um, they they get they serve harder, they hit hard. It's just a different game. And I love to play women's tennis, and I I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. I would not do the tour. I wouldn't do Billie Jean any justice. So Andy, stop it. Yeah. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna let you kill me. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you when it comes to tennis. I only want to play girls. Yeah. <laughs> so her comments there sort of comment directly on what we're talking about. She didn't compare her skills, and she didn't say that Andy Murray has a greater tennis acumen than her, but she said that the men are faster and that they hit the ball harder. And if anybody's an expert on that, it's probably Serena. So why do you think that people are so outraged by the the comment that McEnroe has made? Where do you think that all this controversy is stemming from? Personally, I think it's because we take those type of comments as a reflection on talent and or skill set. Mm-hmm. So to say that Serena is not as talented as a Roger Federer or somebody like that is a travesty. Mm-hmm. She probably has every bit as much, maybe even more talent. It just goes back to what we were talking about. It's the physiology differences that make the difference in their ability to perform in those arenas. And I... I like to compare like the American Ninja Warrior thing mm-hmm. that's going on now because the requirements the physical requirements for that performance in that arena is so similar there the women compete very very well with the men and often beat the crud out of them <laughs> is the best way to put it mm-hmm. in their performance in that mm-hmm. because there is no skill set is specific to that which would be more manifest in a male body type versus a female body type. Mm -hmm. Just as in folk style wrestling, it's the same thing. Because that skill set is not so profoundly different 
And I, you know, we talk about pitching in baseball. It's mm -hmm. the same thing. An overhand pitch, a woman, because of their physiology, can't keep up with somebody like a Nolan Ryan. Mm -hmm. There's no way they can, and that's a physiologic issue. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with talent or skill set. But far be it for me to be able, or anybody else, to pitch as fast and as well underhand with a softball mm -hmm. as a woman because of that physiology difference. Yeah. So I think that's where it sort of caught my attention on the, his comments, his original comments in the interview, because the reporter, of course, was looking for uh, the answer that she sort of took from this. But she challenged him to say that she's the best tennis player in the world. And she couldn't understand why he wouldn't say that she's the best tennis player in the world. And for me, a tennis player is as simple as it gets somebody who plays tennis. And to be the best would be the most dominant, the one that would win on a tennis court. And I don't think that it's very arguable that Serena would not be the best tennis player in the world when it comes to those standards. Now, her skill set may be the best in the world and her, her training and her talents may be the best in the world. But as far as being a tennis player and comparing her to males, I don't think that that's fair. And I think that that's the reason they have a male and a female division. So in his CBS interview, they, he sort of bickered back and forth with the, the reporters who were interviewing him. And he brought up the idea of combining the two sports. I think it was just sort of a back-against-the-wall comment from him. But he said that well, if we have this argument and we want to settle it, why don't we just take women and men and put them in the same league? And he said, I don't think the men would be very unhappy with that. And, of course, that's not a real possibility. And that's not something that would be reasonably done because it just doesn't match up physiologically. So I think that that's where people are losing this argument. Is He wasn't saying that she's not as talented as the men, but he's saying that if she faced the men, the physiological differences that separate them wouldn't allow her to compete with them. And it's sort of an unfair playing field. It brought up an idea too for, it's more of a, people are approaching it as a social commentary and, but it, at the end of the day, it's a sports debate. And we have these debates all the time. You know, there's debates about whether Michael Jordan was the greatest ever and they compare LeBron James to him or Kobe Bryant. And they have football debates with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and usually they're on the same playing field. But there are also sports where there are separations and divisions like boxing. So if you have a featherweight boxer, somebody like Floyd Mayweather, who's a smaller guy, you're not going to compare him to a big heavyweight boxer because if they fought, he'd be outclassed and outpowered. But that doesn't seem to be an argument in people's minds. People don't get upset and worked up by the fact that Sugar Ray Leonard probably wouldn't compete with Mike Tyson if they were to match up in some sort of a dream match because Mike Tyson's bigger and stronger and more powerful than he is. So I think McEnroe's comments sort of comment on that and it takes if you take away the idea of gender and just put in the idea of physio physiological capabilities, that's where he was coming from. So I think, it, again, I think that was sort of lost in what he was saying. I agree. I think that that commentary was exactly what we talked about. And again, it goes back to that same point. Is it talent versus is it physical capabilities? And is she the most talented tennis player in the world? She might be. Mm -hmm. Who's to say? But there's no way we can judge that mm -hmm. because there's no way to compete on an even term. And you can put her on the men's circuit and say, yeah, but that proves who's the best. Well, they're the best in that arena, but it's like saying... It comes down to a very simple concept. What tastes better, an apple or an orange? Mm -hmm. Well, you can't compare them because they're so different. Mm -hmm. Still great. 
love the flavor of both of them, but they're not the same. Mm -hmm. And so how can you compete with each other? And so those lines get very blurred. And gender differences anymore because of society things are, they're getting more and more blurry. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to, uh, I can't really say infiltrate, on both sides of that line where mm -hmm. we never did before. And so we start asking ourselves these questions. My question is, how can you level the playing field so that if you really, if that's that important to you, why mm -hmm. would you want to do that? I don't know. I mm -hmm. kind of revel in the fact that I don't have to deal with a lot of things <laughs> that women have to deal with. <laughs> but it's, uh, so I'm happy with my physiology for that reason. But does it mean we shouldn't explore those arenas? No. As I say, it's getting more and more blurry the farther we go. Yeah, that was uh, something that came up with this argument, and a few people had this comment, which is sort of tough to figure out, and it it's a legitimate debate. But if women can't compete physiologically with men in a lot of arenas, could you? does it take away the ability to say that a woman is the best ever? So could you still say that Serena is the best tennis player ever, although she wouldn't defeat a typical male tennis player? And that sort of creates controversy and because it takes away the idea of saying Serena's the best ever because people think that you can't say she's the best ever. Um, so with a debate like this and with commentary like this, do you think that we should be comparing men and women in sports or athletics in any field and why or why not? It's a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. Comparative evaluation for talent, yeah, that's reasonable to ask, but there's no way to prove it mm -hmm. because you can't put them on a level playing field. It's just ridiculous that you can even assume that you can make that hit more equal. And you know, you go back to simple Olympic sports. Women, because their physiology will always be slower than men on the 100-meter dash, mm. upwards of about a second slower. It's because their body can't move that fast. So, so you, how do you put them on a level playing field? You can't equalize it. Mm -hmm. It just can't because physiology differences. This has been episode one of The Scientific Method. We hope that our conversation was not only enlightening, but intellectually entertaining, and we hope to have many conversations like it in the future. Thanks for tuning in.